Let's stand for the reading of God's word and prayer for the message in reverence to the one who wrote the book this morning. Genesis chapter 4. I believe I'm just going to read verse number 15. And then we'll elaborate just a little bit on the prior verses as we go in the scripture by the way of introduction. Genesis chapter 4 and verse number 15. And the Lord said unto him, speaking to Cain, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him. Sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. I want to preach on this thought with God being our helper this morning. That's going to leave a mark. That's going to leave a mark. Let's pray. Father... Lord, we count it a glorious privilege and opportunity to come to you in your presence today. Lord, we thank you for these that are gathered together here in your house. Lord, just to hear the precious word of God. We thank you for the good testimony, the good songs of Zion's that we've heard today. Lord, I pray that you would undergird us with your spirit and your power. Lord, I pray that you'll speak to our hearts as we preach your word. Lord, we pray that you'll loose this tongue and let it go, and we'll surely be careful to give you glory, honor, and praise for all that you do for us this morning. God, I pray that you would, if there's one here lost and undone, Lord, you'd save them for it's too late. I pray that whole time, Holy Ghost convicting power would come upon their heart, and they'd have to find an altar of repentance before it's too late. Lord, there may be some here that's been saved, that's been backslidden out of your will. Lord, I'm glad that you allow them a second chance, and God, maybe they get things right with you today. And Lord, we'll surely thank you for everything that you do for us. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. You may be seated. Here in Genesis chapter 4, you're going to read of a very familiar story. Some that you've probably heard back in your Sunday school days as a child or your children's church days. The story of Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel were sons of Adam and Eve. Cain was the one that uh, did not want to be obedient. He was the disobedient one, if you would. He's the rowdy one. He was going to be the sinful one. And then Abel, though, he was the godly one. He was the one that wanted to do things right. He was the one that wanted to do things for the Lord. He was the one that wanted to be obedient. So you've got two different characters, but they're brothers. Came to a point in that field that Cain slew Abel, the Bible says. Cain killed Abel. And right here in the scripture, Cain is not being repentative. But Cain is remorseful. And he's fallen to a point of despair. Cain's going through a rough time. Uh, To get some help, he could have called out upon God and got the help that he needed, but he didn't. But he was remorseful. He was in despair. He was in trouble. And God seen his despair... And uh, Cain come to a point of his life to where he was basically cursed by God for the murder that Abel. And Cain was fearing for his life. And basically God said, I'm going to put a mark upon you and no one will be able to harm you. No one will be able to hurt you. Isn't that a picture of God's grace today? Even when we're down and out and even out of the will of God, 
He is still loving enough uh, to care for us and to bestow His grace upon us. Uh, no matter how far you may slip into sin, God can still help you and get you out of that pit that you're in. It's just like God's grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. God, this is a wonderful picture of God's grace this morning. Uh, God's grace. And, and, and when there comes a time in your life that uh, when sin abounds, uh, the Bible tells us that grace abounds even more. Amen. Uh, but we have to come to the knowledge and the recognition uh, that the sin that we're dabbling in uh, is sinful against God. Uh, and listen to the conviction of the Holy Ghost of God that it would come down into your heart and convict you a sinner. Recognize the error of your ways uh, and come back to God where you need to be. You see, there's times in our lives when we do fall into trouble. There are times in your life uh, when you may fall into sin. Even after you've been saved, uh, there may come a time that you backslide on God, or you get cold on God, but thanks be unto heaven today that our Savior is good enough uh, and well enough uh, uh, to give us a second chance uh, in our walk with Him uh, that we can pick up our broken pieces uh, and come back to Him uh, and He'll allow us uh, uh, to get back on board. Amen. I'm thankful for God for that today. I was watching a baseball game just the other night and the guy was really crowding the plate. And that pitcher was going to throw a fastball and he was going to throw it inside to try to knock him off the plate just a little bit. He needed room to work, the pitcher did. But when he threw it, he went a little bit too far inside and he hit him on the upside of the arm right there. Right-handed batter hit him right there. Pretty much in the tricep area, the bicep area, I guess you would call it. And when he took his walk down the first base, he began to look, pull up his sleeve and to look and there was a red mark. You could see the stitches of the baseball on his arm. And uh, the commentators on the TV said, hey... That right there is going to leave a mark. There's some things in this life that will leave a mark. Uh, Sometimes it will leave a mark uh, for eternity. It will leave a mark in your testimony. It will leave a mark in your life if you're very not careful. If you're not very careful of what you that does to you. Because listen, I'm here to tell you there's some things that will leave a mark. And I want to look at some things uh, uh, throughout the Word of God this morning about that mark uh, uh, that can mark us and mar us from time to time. Uh, And I'm going to actually speak of some individuals uh, uh, that has left a mark. Uh, And the first one I want to speak on is Satan himself has left a mark. The Bible says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, of which the Lord God hath made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not enter, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And then in John 8, 44, it says, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him when he speaketh a lie. He speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Listen, Satan is still leaving his mark today as he left back in the Garden of Eden. 
Well, what do you mean, preacher? Hey, it doesn't take a brain surgeon uh, or a big scientist to realize uh, uh, that Satan has left his mark on our country. Um, Our country, my friend, is going to hell in a handbasket and we need the dear saints of God uh, to stand up for the righteousness of God uh, and the people of God and the things of God uh, because that is what's right in the eyes of God. Uh, But my friend, listen, uh, you can look, there's abortion on every hand. Uh, That is murder. Just as it was in the day that Cain slew Abel, it is still a murder. They're guilty of murder. alternative lifestyles if you want to call it that Uh, my friends in the word of God is still an abomination Uh, and I'm here to tell you this world that we as we look at it today no one has respect for the church Uh, no one has respect for a Christian Uh, no one has respect for the men of God Uh, this country has been marked by Satan himself the Bible tells us that In Isaiah 14 and 12, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? Our nation's weak today. You see, righteousness, the Bible tells us, righteousness exalteth the nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And sin has left its mark. Satan has left its mark by the way of a sin. And that mark's been left upon our country and other countries around this world. You can see the hand of Satan at work in it. Satan's left his mark on the country. But Satan's left his mark on churches. A lot of churches are in trouble today. A lot of people are in trouble because... Of particular churches. What do you mean preacher? Well the Bible plainly tells us in 2 Corinthians it says. And no marvel. For Satan himself is transformed. Into an angel of light. Now you see a lot of people stop right there. And don't go on to the next verse. But listen to the next verse. Therefore. It is no great thing. If his ministers. Also be transformed. As ministers of righteousness. Whose end shall be according to their works. In other words. uh, There's going to be people. uh, Standing behind podiums this morning. uh, uh, That are are nothing but a a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Uh, There's going to be them that's standing there. uh, uh, That's presenting uh, themselves as a a gospel minister of some sort. uh, Or a gospel preacher. uh, uh, When the truth's not in them. uh, And they're nothing uh, uh, but an angel. Listen, they're portraying to be an angel of light. But they're nothing but the devil himself. That bothers me today. It bothers me of what uh, people get tied up in. Just give me uh, uh, some good old time religion uh, out of the Word of God. Uh, Give me that old time Christianity. Amen. It was good enough for Grandma and Grandpa. Uh, It'll be good enough for you and me today. Uh, uh, Let's stick with the old stuff uh, and the Word of God. uh, And let's just do it the right way. Amen. Uh, we don't need flag bearers and their leotards uh, uh, dancing around on stage uh, uh, back and forth uh, uh, just to draw a crowd in. If the Word of God don't draw them, nothing's going to draw them. I know what happens, Brother Lee, when them gals get up there in their skiffy leotards and their flags. 
and they're waving. You got a bunch of men sitting down in the front row lusting. That's not of God. Not of God. Oh, but preacher, that's in church. It'll be okay. No, it's not okay. We have to keep our guard up. And, and I know churches like ours are, 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 are not being found much more in this day in which we live. Uh, everybody seems to have gone to the uh, liberal side of things and, and anything goes. Uh, but I still thank God for godly standards uh, and the book of God. Uh, and my friend, we need to continue to preach the precious word of God because Satan will leave his mark uh, on our church if we're not careful. He's left his mark on the country. He's left his mark on the churches. He's left his mark on the children. You know, when the children are born, the Bible even tells us in Psalm 58, 3, it says the wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. Isn't that amazing? They're born into this world doing wrong. Well, the Bible says they're birthed out of sin. Birthed out of sin. And they come out of the womb uh, speaking lies. That's why it's important when them kids grow up uh, uh, to know the difference between right and wrong. Uh, uh, that somebody tells them about Jesus. That somebody tells them about the good Lord. Uh, and they get in Sunday school uh, uh, to where we can sort of can begin to mentor them. Uh, and continue to teach them about the ways of the Lord uh, and God's holy book. Uh, folks, but listen, I'm telling you here today. We're raising a bunch of rebel youngins uh, uh, that don't know who mama is. Uh, that don't know who daddy is. Uh, uh, the prison systems full of them. Uh, Listen, it'd all make a difference if we could get them in the church house and teach them what's right uh, and teach them what's wrong. uh, Because listen, what God's way is the right way. It's the right way. Oh my, listen. (laughs) That's all Satan wants to do is grab a hold of your youngin. He wants to grab a hold of your youngins, Tony. He wants to grab a hold of that little boy and get him strung out on dope if he can. Yeah. Wants to turn him into a whoremonger if he can when he grows up. God wants to deliver him. That's what the devil wants to do. He wants to reach down and, and, and put those children into a situation to where they don't even know who mama and daddy is. They want to get them into a situation to where they don't. They have to turn uh, to stealing to make ends meet. Yeah. That's the work of the devil. Yeah. He wants to bring those children home at night and let mama and daddy see the situation that they're in from a drunken stupor of the night before. That's what Satan wants to do. Yeah. Satan wants to destroy your family today if you didn't know it. Let me go ahead and tell you. The Bible says we are not to be ignorant of his devices. And one of his devices is to destroy your family. And he's good at it. The thing is, Satan knows more Bible than we do. And we, are not, we're, we're, we become ignorant. We become ignorant of his devices. All he wants to do, Harold, is rip your family to shreds. And he starts out with those children. Let me encourage you to do something today. Hug your children. Love your children. Tell them about Jesus. Listen, I'm not saying that all of our children, Brian, are going to grow up and and be uh, perfect saints, okay? 
The Bible says we've all sinned, come show the glory of God. I've seen some people that have raised their children in godly homes. I know those children knew right from wrong, and yet they've run astray today. But you'll know and have peace in your mind that you've raised those children the best way that you knew how. And under the admonition and the fear of God. That makes a difference. That makes a difference. Listen. I read a quote the other day. Speaking of old time religion. People that don't like old time religion. That's because they ain't never had it. Amen. You better watch out for your children. Satan's left his mark. Satan's left his mark. But oh, let me go on to this one. The Savior's left his mark. Amen. And greater is he that sent me than he that's in this world. In other words, the Lord Jesus Christ inside of me, going to bat for me, helping me in the time of my need. He'll defeat the devil and all of his fiery darts of hell that he starts to pour on me. He'll help me. Hey, there's not a battle. He's not, he's, he's not won. Amen. And the Lord Jesus Christ will take care of us. The uh, Savior has left a mark. What kind of mark, preacher? Listen to Luke chapter 1. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb. Bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Listen, the Savior has left his mark. He's left his mark of compassion. And Jesus went about into the cities and the villages... Teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. Because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Oh, listen. Jesus moved with compassion when he looked upon Todd Black one day. And seen me on my way to hell without Jesus. He moved with compassion when he saw you lost and undone and going down the wrong road. He moved with compassion. Passion and with mercy and with grace uh, when he seen your life falling apart and you was nothing but a total wreck uh, then Jesus swept in with his marvelous grace uh, by the way of the Holy Ghost uh, I picked you up out of the mire of sin uh, and set you on the solid rock to stand that's what my Jesus can do for you the Savior will make a mark he made a mark with compassion. You don't believe he's compassionate? Look around you. <laughs> Drug dealers. Dope smokers. <laughs> harlots. Harmongers. Just no good rotten people. But all of a sudden you're somebody because Jesus saved you. When the world said we wasn't going to be nothing, God said, I'll make you something. Well, where do you fall in line, preacher? None of them. What do you mean? I was just a good kid. I'm glad I got saved at 21 years of age. I hate that I wasted 21 years of my life not serving God. Saved at 21 years of age. Had good grades in school. Went to college. Lord bless me, I'm still trying to finish. 
I never got in any trouble. Harold never been to jail. Had a speeding ticket or two. That's about it. That's about the extent of it. I don't have a big glowing testimony of what God's delivered me from. But Brother Lee, I would come to the conclusion when I was 21 years old that I wasn't going to be nothing without God. And I might have been a good boy to everybody. But I was just good enough to go to hell because I didn't know Jesus Christ as my Savior. That's what a difference was. I can't stand up and tell you a glowing testimony like this young man can of what God's delivered him from. There's some things that I can't, I can't do that. I'd be telling you a lie if I did. But I'm glad God saved me. And the same God that saves the worst of the worst can save you, you that may not be so bad. But I'm going to tell you, there's good people in hell today. Good people in hell. Goodness is not going to save you. It's that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Let Him move with compassion and touch you in your life. Because my friend, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. He rearranges your life from the inside out. Amen. This Savior we're talking about, Jesus Christ, left a mark with His compassion. But He left a mark with His claims. Listen to these. This ought to bless your heart today if nothing else will. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. You know what that tells me? I'm not going to go hungry. And as long as Ricky and my brother over here, Harold's around, I'm not going to go thirsty. But the Lord provides the water. Amen. I'm talking about the living water. Amen. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. In other words... He is the man. Amen. I am the door. By me, if any man enter, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. He died for you. On an old rugged cross, he died for you where you could have a way to heaven. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Jesus is coming again soon. Hallelujah. I'm glad I don't serve a dead God today. Amen. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You know what that means? The only way you're going to get to heaven today is through Jesus Christ. Oh, there's some people that may think they can work their way. You can't never work a way to get there. Can't never work enough to get there. Oh, but I believe I can pay my way. I got news for you. You can't pay your way there either. It's all accepting Him and having that relationship with Christ. Accepting Him. Asking for forgiveness. The Savior has left His mark with compassion. The Savior has left His marks with the claims. But the Savior has left the marks with His cross. When they were coming to a place which is called Calvary, they were crucified Him. And the malefactors, one on the right hand, the other on the left. The Bible says, if I'd be lifted up. Jesus said, if I'd be lifted up on this earth, I'll draw all men unto Him. I thank God we can do that today. Satan's left his mark. The Savior's left his mark. But listen here. The saints have left their mark. Revelation 14 and 13. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, 
Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. From henceforth. Yea, said the Spirit, and they may rest from their labors. And their works do follow them. The saints have left their marks. The praying saints have left their marks. Aren't you glad somebody prayed for you? Do you realize that you had somebody before you got saved? Might have been mama, might have been grandma, might have been grandpa. That was praying for you. Praying that you get saved. Praying that you get your life turned around. Praying that you be become somebody in the community. But praying that you just be somebody. A good husband, a good wife, a good child. They're praying for you. Praying saints have left their marks. You don't believe it? Look at this old rugged cross. These men are gathered around this cross here in just a little while. All of these names up here are people that are lost without Jesus. Your name might be up here. I don't know. When they get saved and God forgives them of their sin and they get their life straightened out, we get a red marker and mark that out. We lift them up to the Lord. Seeing if praying saints didn't change somebody's life. Praying saints made a mark on somebody, Brother Jeb's life. Amen. Listen, I'm here to tell you, praying saints can leave a mark. I'm often familiar myself with the story of those mothers that are down by their bedside at night that are weeping and that are praying, praying that that daughter come home safe, praying that that son come home safe. My son works late nights sometimes. And uh, when he gets off work, I don't blame him. He likes to go with his friends and go get a milkshake, go get a hamburger, go down to Denny's, grab some breakfast or whatever it is. But he works late. And uh, he, he, he's liable to get home. Sometimes it might be 1130. Like last night, it was 1 o'clock before he got home. But uh, one night, he, he came home and he, he came home a little late, and I said, son, where was you, where you been? Oh, I went down, and we had some breakfast, and then I come on back. I said, oh, okay. I said, well, do me a favor. How about calling me and letting me know what you're doing? Let, let us know where you're going. Well, oh, okay, you know. <laughs> See, what Jonathan didn't understand at the time, his mama won't go to bed till he gets home. He's safe. Just think about those mamas at home that are praying about those that are out there that are up to no good. And praying. I don't know how many times I've bowed my head. She's bowed her head. Prayed that he just make it home safe from work. Praying saints will make a mark. And we need to continue to pray. You think that your prayers uh, uh, don't go answered. I'm here to tell you. If you're saved. If you're blood bought. If you're washed in the blood. Uh, your prayers can get answered. Yeah. The preaching saints have left their mark. Oh I love this scripture. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him who they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except they be sent? 
As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. I'm glad I didn't grow up on a bunch of preaching uh, uh, that was just tipping toe through the tulips doing a tiny tim. Uh, but yet they began uh, to preach the word of God and preached it with conviction uh, and preached it with authority of knowing that it is forever settled in heaven is this precious book. Preaching's made a mark. Preaching's made a mark. Yeah. And it could change your life. Yeah. Listen, I'm here to tell you, I thank God for the men that have carried on the gospel. Amen. The present saints, you that are here that are saved, you're going to leave a mark. What mark are you going to leave behind? What's the testimony that's going to be left behind when you leave this world? What is the preacher going to be able to say when they roll your body down into this sanctuary and place it right here in front of this communion table? You'll leave a mark. One more thing and we'll close. It's early. Your beams are not going to burn today. The sinners have left their mark. They've left a mark of defiance. It breaks my heart to know that some that are maybe even here in my presence today will turn their head up and away from God And basically say, Lord, I don't need you. I'm reminded of Moses. As he goes to the Pharaoh of Egypt. Begging for the children of Israel. To be freed from their slavery. And Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. That's what people are saying today that turn away from the convicting power of God. They know that where they sit today, if they was to die, they'd bust hell wide open. And yet God is trying to give them a lifeline. You don't have to go there. He's reaching down a nail-scarred hand and saying, I'll help you. I'll get you out of the pit that you're in. Oh, sinners have left their mark. Mark of defiance. A mark of deception. A whole lot of people are being deceived today. What do you mean, preacher? Well, the scripture says it best. Over in the book of Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. What does that mean? It means there's a lot of people out there think they're going somewhere, but they're going the other direction. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven, many will say unto me that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? 
and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. They've been deceived by the devil of this world, Brian. They believe that their heart's right with God. They believe because they're a good person. They're going to make it into that celestial city called heaven. They've been deceived. But all of a sudden, uh, when death comes, uh, I see a mark of destination. For Luke 16, 23 says that in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and seeing Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. My friend, the Bible still proclaims unto you and I, for whosoever was not found written in the Lamb's book of life would be cast into the lake of fire. That place is called hell. Is your name written? Amen. In the book of life? Yeah, right. What do you mean, preacher? What I mean is this. If you was to die today, would you make heaven your home? Amen. You're going to leave a mark. Some of you may be leaving a mark of deception. A mark of defiance. Thinking that you've got the world by the tail. And that you don't need God. I got news for you. One day you're going to need God. The Bible says brother Lee. Every knee is going to bow. Brother John. Every tongue is going to confess that he is Lord. Oh, preacher, I've heard that all my life. You ain't lived all your life. Listen. Tony, we was talking about it the other day. Every bit of prophecy through the Word of God is completed except for one. And that's when Jesus Christ splits the eastern skies and comes and gets us. And my friend, if everything else has been taken care of in that precious book, why do you not believe that He's not coming back? He's coming. He's coming. I thought earlier today as we were riding over to the church, I looked at the clouds. I said, boy, wouldn't it be a good day today? And he just come on down and get me. He splits the eastern sky and the shout of heaven comes roaring down. Leave this old world of disappointment. You think somebody loves you today? Nobody will love you like this man named Jesus. You may think nobody loves you. Somebody loves you. Somebody cares for you. If you're here today lost and undone without Christ, you ought to get into this altar and pray and ask God to help you. Ask God to forgive you of your sins. Write your name in that book. For when you stand before God and judgment day comes, we're all going to be held accountable. We're all going to be at judgment time. Listen, there's going to be two judgments. There's going to be the white throne judgment. Those that are lost and undone without Christ are going to have to stand before God and give account of what they do. How are you going to feel when you stand there? But oh dear saint of God, listen to me. You and I are going to be judged too. There's a judgment day coming. Not the great white throne for us. be the judgment seat of Christ. We're going to have to stand and make account too. 
How do you measure up today? Now don't measure yourself by the preacher. Don't measure yourself by Joe Floyd today. By Todd Black. By Harold Perry. Measure yourself by Jesus Christ. Then you'll see where you fall. On the level. Of your spirituality. Jesus loves you today. There's only one way to heaven. That's through Jesus Christ. Amen. What kind of mark are you going to leave? Mark of a sinner. Mark of a saint. Choice is yours this morning. If you would please stand across this building. Have the musicians to come. Get us a song of invitation. I want you to know this gospel preacher loves you today. Preacher, that's some tough preaching. Listen, sometimes we need some tough preaching. It's going to leave a mark. Some people think that preaching is the only thing that the man of God does. Some people think maybe just prayer is the only thing that a man of God does. The man of God is looking out for your soul. I don't want you to die and go to hell today. No. Don't go that direction. Go up. Don't go down. God can save you. He's a merciful God. Father, we love you. We thank you for this day, your many blessings of life. I love you in Jesus' name. Lord, I know you've spoken to the hearts of some people here today. Oh God, what mark is it going to leave? Lord, this message that's been preached to them this morning, what marks it going to leave? Lord, I pray if one's here lost and undone, that the mark of this preaching of the gospel message today, Lord, that it will leave a mark in their conscience that they wouldn't be able to sleep at night uh, until they confess their sins unto Thee and make heaven their home. Lord, I pray for the saints of God that's here that maybe need to reassess their lives. Lord, maybe they need to get closer to you. Maybe they just need to be drawn in a little closer to you. Lord, maybe we just need to leave a mark around this old rugged cross and let people know we love them and we're praying for them. Oh, God, I pray that you'd forgive the sinner. Help the saint of God to leave that positive mark in their life. Oh, Lord, help us today as you do the office work in the hearts of the people. I've done my duty. I filled the term. Lord, it's your obligation, Lord, to do the office work in the hearts of people. For I can't move them, God, but I know that you can. Lord, I ask you to do so at this time. In Christ's name we ask. Amen. Amen.